Welcome back, everybody, to the Fantasy Hockey Hacks podcast, an official podcast of Left Wing Lock. And John, what are you laughing? <laughs> I'm just looking at the top half of Bruce's head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, and there is Tyler. We're waiting for him. Of course, he clipped in at the... Uh... Okay, oh, hold on. Hold on a second. We're going to start this over, maybe. I don't know. Oh no, we we gotta Hi. be we gotta live up to the name here. Just Hi Tyler. <laughs> Hi. Tyler. Uh, that's pretty funny. We, I was we were just starting, and we said, "Well, Tyler will join us if he if he's joining us." It's all good. Um, I'm here now. Okay, I'm joining. Okay, great, great. We kind of figured you would be. We just weren't totally sure. So uh, we just butchered the entire intro. So uh, <laughs> I, it wonderful. doesn't even matter. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> Everybody knows official podcast of Left Wing Lock and a proud member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Tyler, good to have you here, buddy. Um, before we get into like the hockey stuff, have you guys seen that new show, Shorzy? No. no, no, Tyler, no. I just I bring it up because I believe his name is Tr. He's a guy that's a part of the network, and he's actually in the show. Really? Oh wow! Yeah, and he's actually hilarious. It's, it's just it's kind of a mix between like Corner Gas and. Um, what was the other hockey show? Um, oh, God. The other one on Crave. It's eluding me right now. Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, it's It was hilarious. I quite enjoyed it. Made me think of you, Tyler. Beer League Hero. <laughs> <laughs> Is that good or bad? Oh, in a good way. No, in a good way. It was just this oh. This guy chirps everybody <laughs> all over the ice. Yeah, just dirty, hacking and whacking, golf swings. <laughs> like, where's the number 69? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it. I think it's actually quite funny. Yeah, give it a, give it a go. And actually, Ra from Spit and Chicklets is in it too. He makes an appearance once or twice too. So, oh nice. Yeah, and if that's not your thing, oh hang on. Before I move on here, Bruce, sorry, I got your face cut off still uh, on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on, on the old YouTube's here. Um, man, we are just uh, really living up to the name today. All We're over. Now. the place. Oh, there we go. Now we can see. Okay, me. now we can see it. So, and, and if that's not your thing, have you guys seen the new Top Gun? Got to mention no. it. Got to mention it. No. Phenomenal. Phenomenal movie. That's what I heard. Go watch it. Go see it in theaters, actually, because it's one of those movies that's meant to see with a massive screen, with a with a big sound system. John, you're probably okay without it, but for most <laughs> normal people, uh, they got to go see it in theaters. I was like, I was just watching a movie and my house was shaking, so. Yeah, you're probably okay, but for the average Joe. <laughs> All right, episode 68, John. We're just one short of the big episode. Um <laughs> we're going to talk about Colorado and their cup run. We're going to talk about the NHL awards, trade rumors from around the league. Uh, of course, we'll do John's list like we always do and talk about our, our fantasy lock of the week. For next week, make sure you tune in. Uh, we're actually bringing on a special guest to talk about the NHL entry draft, so we'll have some more information on that later on in the week. And uh, after that, I think we're going to do a free agency episode as well, so we'll get into a few different things. It's going to be a lot of fun over the next few weeks. I have to say, though, I'm kind of glad the uh, the hockey season has is, is come to a close and we can just start focusing on next year because it feels like it's been forever, Tyler, since we watched some Oilers hockey. <laughs> it does feel like it's been forever. It's kind of nice, though, because I don't have to schedule my life around it right now. That's fair. Um, which is kind of nice. Yep. Uh, and it's nice outside, so. So that's all good. You've been, yep. you've been golfing much? Uh, not as much as I need to or should be. <laughs> Because uh, a couple times I went, it's not good. It's not good. Well, yeah, you've been busy with other things. That's right. All right, should we jump into John's list here? Let's do sure. it. Yes. Okay, don't get too excited, boys. John, uh, well, I guess for our listeners, for anyone that's new to the show, if you haven't heard, heard this before, this is John's shit list of players past and present. Uh, sometimes it's not just players, but today, in fact, it is. So, John, take it away. Ah, today's member of the list... Um, wasn't actually put in by me, but it is 100% supported by me because the guy's a knob. Uh, Nikita <laughs> Kucherov. I uh, watched that whole incident last night with the last 25 seconds of the game and him standing by the bench being a little, I don't know. An idiot. Yeah. And I missed this. What, what did he do? Oh, he stood at the bench and, well, he needed a new stick and the equipment manager didn't have one ready. So he got pissed off and he threw his gloves at him like he stood at the bench for the last 25 seconds of the game in game six oh, of the stanley God. cup final yeah like take someone else's nice. stick and go or get off the ice like or let get somebody off else the ice. go 
There's yeah, 25 yeah, seconds exactly. left. What are you doing? So, yeah. No, I never liked the guy, and that just helps me solidify it. Tyler, you have to have something to say about that. <laughs> he's a he's an idiot. Like that is the stupidest thing to do. They weren't going to win anyways, but with 25 seconds left, anybody else would have just grabbed whatever stick was hanging out of the bench. Yeah. If they wanted to stay on or they would have dove over the bench. Yeah. And let somebody else go. Instead he threw a fit like a child. <laughs> uh, I didn't like it. Like like a small child. Yeah, it was it was sad. A very small child, yeah. Yeah, at Kmart, Walmart, wherever you live. <laughs> Oh boy, uh, yeah, I didn't like it, and I actually I didn't like Pat Maroon. He was he was getting pretty pissy towards the end of the game there too. Took a swing at Josh Manson. Just one of those things that knew the game was over, right? So I didn't mind that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, who who did Manson dump just before that though? Manson dumped a player in the dumped a player that a Tampa player that caused the odd man rush that they got the game winning goal on. That's why. Maroon was golf swinging him. Oh, yeah. And there was no penalty called on the play. I think that's why Maroon was... Maroon didn't get a penalty for that either, so... The big rig. His streak is over, speaking of which. Yes. Mm. Corey Perry's streak is still going. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy. I mean, at least he got one. Like, it was a long time ago, but he got one. I'd have been happier if he didn't have any. I know. Again, he's one of those guys, like, the hatred for him is pretty real in this group. But I I don't know. That was tough to watch to see him three straight Stanley Cup finals. It was just kind of painful to watch. A little bit, but I don't feel bad. He's got one already. Uh, That is true. That is true. All right, well, there's John's list. Kind of, You get a little bonus entry there. Corey Perry and Nikita Kucherov. (laughs) (laughs) I'm all right with that. That's, that's good stuff. Okay, well, let's talk about the Fantasy Lock of the Week then, presented by our good friend Mike over at Left Wing Lock. I went with Kale McCarr this week. Kind of hard not to. Um, pretty fantastic run for him this year. Seven points, three goals, 20 shots on goal, 56 shot attempts, 23 individual scoring chances, six high danger scoring chances, four pims, 14 hits, and averaged just over 27 minutes time on ice in the Stanley Cup final. Um, and that's in addition to... Winning the Conn Smythe, winning the Stanley the Cup, Norris. winning the Norris. <laughs> the Norris. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just what yeah, an incredible year for him. Pretty so, good week. Well, and Bruce, you got like again, president of the the Kale McCarr fan club over there. <laughs> he's good. Can't. Uh, but, and what did they say? He's basically well, if, if he hasn't already, he will put himself up in a level next year with McDavid and Matthews and and players like that. Is he said this. We haven't seen everything from Makar yet, and that's well, he's only twenty three, so he's got, and that's kind of scary. They they say he will he, he will end up outshining McKinnon. Well, he already has. Yeah, like there's there's no doubt in my mind who the best player on that roster is right now. Yeah. Oh no, definitely it's definitely Makar. There's no doubt about it. And he does everything you need a number one defenseman to do and a top six forward, all wrapped up into one player. Well, we'll talk about his numbers later, I guess. But like he he had was it eighty six points this year in the regular season? I believe so. Something like that, right? So yeah, like that's fantastic production and defenseman. Like he's not going to peak until he's what twenty six. Generally, possibly yeah, got three more years. So I don't know. It's interesting. Like a guy who played in the AJHL went the college route. Um, he's a lot of fun to watch. And, and Tyler, like you said before, he's he's kind of like the Connor McDavid of defensemen, right? So, yeah, I think I think he's pretty close to being a top three player in the league, if not top five for sure right now. And yeah. that's goalies and everybody. So that was the the talk. Was it the Jeff Merrick show? I think he was talking about that with Friedman. They said, "Where would you, where would you put him? Would you put him in the top three? And I think Elliot Friedman's response was he put McDavid, Matthews, and McCarr in the top three. The three M's. McDavid, McDavid Drysaddle, but that's fine. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm with you. Yeah, it's McDavid Drysaddle. It's, it's McDavid Drysaddle, McCarr. No, that's fine. No. Yeah, yeah, no. Crosby can't fit in there, John. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Once upon a time, he did. No. Um, and then I runner up here. I've got Victor Hedman. 
he I think he was tied for the lead in points for all Tampa skaters. One goal, four assists. Uh, 23 shots on goal, had him first on the team. 43 shot attempts, first on the team. 12 individual scoring chances, 12 hits, two pims, just over 25 minutes time on ice. So, like, every time I check the box scores and the numbers, Victor Hedman is right at the top for his team. I, I think guys like Kucherov and, you know, Stamkos to some degree just didn't do enough in the Stanley Cup final. Or, conversely, do you guys think it was just the defense of Colorado was too good? Well, I think Tampa was basically a one-line team here in, in the last few games. They lost points. Sorelli basically was playing with one arm. Yeah, it, like it's they had they had no secondary scoring. It was basically Stamkos, Kucherov, and Palat. They'd get a goal here and there from, but they had really no secondary scoring. So if they could shut the top line down, they were pretty much you're in good shape, right? Oh yeah. I, I should mention too the other guy that was was tied in scoring was Andre Palat, who he was he was great for for Tampa. Uh, the whole the entire playoffs, I think, and I got some more notes on him later, so I won't get into it now. But pretty impressive Something stuff. Is seriously going to overpay for him. Yeah, I think the odds of him returning in Tampa, unless he really wants to take a discount, are slim and none. Yeah, can't see it. So, all right, that does it for the fantasy lock of the week. Uh, we're gonna head over to headlines with the hacks for June twentieth to the twenty seventh. And Bruce, I'm gonna turn it over to you and maybe sit back and take a nap. We're going to hack our way through the news headlines here. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Let's start with the NHL awards. Isn't that a great place to start? Oh, I think so. NHL awards. Did anybody watch it? No. <laughs> I'm just asking. I, is yeah. that still televised? It, it is. Yeah. 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 The best part of it was the last line of the uh, last line of the show. Good night, folks. <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. When they, when they announced Austin Matthews had won the Hart Trophy, the MC or the comedian said, it's nice to see the Leafs wins, finally win something in June. Oh, geez. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was the best line of the whole show. Yeah, it oh. was. So anyway, uh, yes, Austin Matthews did win the Hart Trophy. I don't know why he was in the selection criteria, but he, he won it. I, I think he had a place there. Like when you score 60 goals, you have to be a nominee, but... He was he wasn't my vote if I had one, right? It would have been Shisterkin. No. I, I think if you it, took Shisterkin out of New York, they don't make the playoffs, honestly. Yeah, as the uh, uh, it might have been American Friedman too that were going through this, and they they had said basically when you looked at all of Shisterkin's numbers and stuff, especially at the first part of the season, he the first basically when they had no defense, the first like 15, 20 games or so, his numbers showed they won. He basically won 10 games for them that they had no yep. no things of winning. So he basically added 20 points to their point total single-handedly. Well, and it's Look at it this Matthews way, Bruce. didn't do that. Look at it this way. Like look at his we got his numbers here, right? So he's 36, yep. 13 and 4, but he had a 39 almost a 40 goal saved above expected. So you think about that for a second. That's, that like 40 goals. That's incredible. Like, so incredible. Like there's your 10 wins right there. There's your 10 yeah. wins and your 20 points. Yeah. Absolutely, like that is your that is the most valuable player. So, but yeah, I know Matthews won sixty goals, but yeah, it's the, the down, down east likes to, likes to give Toronto one. And I guess this was his gift. It's it it felt like his year, kind of the entire season. Honestly, like cause once he got close, once he hit sixty, you knew he was going to get it. They're just by default they're going to give it to him and. Yeah, they were just going to give it to him. Well, and you look at some of the votes. Some of the voting was just horrendous. Like McDavid was off how many ballots completely? There's like three three, three of them? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a joke. If McDavid yeah. is in your top three, even your top five, like what are you doing getting a vote? Yeah. Uh, I think, was it last uh, Was it last week or during the week? We talked about like McDavid does so many fantastic things so often that now it's just expected out of him. Like it's not... It's not MVP anymore. It's normal. Yeah, there's there's voter fatigue, right? That's been something that's been floating around for... Uh, a lot of people have been talking about it this week, right? They're just... Yeah. The same guy can't win the award every year. He might win the uh, the Art Ross every year, but yeah. the, the votes are going to change. Why, why um, not? If he deserves to win, he should win it. Well, he should, but... Yeah, no, I, I'm with you, John. I agree. And I'm also a little peeved, too, because, like, Drysaddle doesn't seem to be getting the respect that he deserves either. Like, he scored 55 goals, and no one's talking about it. Yeah. 
Well, it's not but. 60. <laughs> it's not six Exactly. It's not 60. But he had 110 points, too. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, but McDavid uh, had 120. Yeah. Exactly. He's right. the best at nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you heard me. <laughs> so, we'll, we'll do this slightly out of order since we're talking about Austin Matthews. So, Matthews also won the Ted Lindsay Award. Which says pretty much everyone except for me felt bad for the Leafs this year. Uh, the Lindsay Award is also voted on by the players, if I remember correctly, as well. Yeah, that, that's a, sorry, Bruce. That that's when I just shut up about the whole thing. Like I, I had opinions on it, but the players know. So if the players voted for Matthews, I don't really have a leg to stand on. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, they felt that he needed the Leafs needed an award. So, hey, Matthew scored 60 goals. Let's give him an award. There you go. We're all good. Uh, all right. Moving on, as we discussed a couple of minutes earlier, Kale McCarr won the Norris Trophy for the league's best defenseman this season. Uh, as my note here is that he may win a few more of these down the road, too, as he's only 23. Uh, career high, 86 points this season, 28 goals in 77 games played. So, that's the only knock on him is that he has a bit of a he'll pick up an injury or two during the during the season and he'll miss a few games. But other than that, it's when he's on the ice, he's incredible. We miss Mo Sider. We gotta talk about Mo Sider. Oh, uh, we we're going, we're going bottom up. Okay. Okay, sorry, sorry. Because we haven't really talked about Igor yet, so we're kinda we're doing this out of order. We're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> As I said, we're hacking our way through the headlines and we just hacked it. <laughs> Literally. All right, so yes, Mo Sider won the Calder Trophy for Rookie of the Year. Like, was there ever any doubt? 50 points, 7 goals, 80, 82 games played. Sider was just just shy of 2 hits a game, and sorry, 1.84, and 2 blocks per game at 1.96 in his rookie season. I, get, I don't think there was, well, there was bunting. There was his uh, teammate Lucas Raymond. Zegris was in there. Caulfield tried to make a late season run there, but I don't think it was really ever any doubt that that Sider was going to win this trophy by the end of the season. It's just dominating play by a rookie and on a team that wasn't that didn't do well, right? And he was a, a shining star there for them. I think that was the one award that we all agreed on. Like the, maybe the one thing all season we all agreed on. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Except for Leaf fans. They were all hoping for bunting. The dude's 20-whatever. He doesn't deserve it. <laughs> I hope I hope Kuzmenko is in the running for the Calder next year, just so John flips a little. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is that uh, the guy that went to Vancouver? Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. I hope he's absolute trash. Well, I want to talk about that later too. We'll we'll get into it, but yeah. And too, I guess is we talked about him earlier when we talked about Matthews in the heart. So Igor Shosturkin won the Vesna Trophy for league best goaltender. As we went through his stats earlier, there is no no real surprise that he won this and. Again, I think this is probably a trophy he is probably going to win at least once more, if not more often. If he keeps putting up numbers like this. Is, <laughs> did we talk about this on air or was it off air? that we, It was on air, right? 30? Could have been both. Could have been both. So we'll, we'll, we'll read the stats again just for effect. 36-13-4 record. 2.07 goals against average, which was first in the league. 0.935 save percentage, also first. And my favorite number, 39.86 Goals, how's that go again? Goals saved above expected. <laughs> goals saved above the expected. Come on, bro. That is freaking incredible. I was just going to say GSA. Like, you sure, yeah. Sh- yeah, you go for it. <laughs> like, but that is your favorite GSA stat. Is- that is your favorite stat uh, for goaltenders, for sure. That is my favorite stat for goaltenders because that is incredible. Oh, yeah, and he had six shutouts, which was tied for third in the league. I Just incredible. Yeah, Tyler's favorite. Jacob Markstrom had nine shoutouts, though, so. Mm-hmm. He was also in the running. Not my favorite. Not my favorite. <laughs> oh, that's Mike Smith. Definitely not my favorite. De- yeah, He's no. nobody's favorite. Nico Koskinen? I'll take him over. <laughs> We're getting colder. We're getting colder. We're going backwards here, boys. <laughs> All right. We, we, better, uh, <laughs> we better jump to the next one, then. So, uh. Paul Maurice has been named the uh, new coach of the Florida Panthers, replacing Jack Adams finalist Andrew Burnett. What is it about coaches in Florida? <laughs> I think that whole thing's weird. 
Like, Paul Maurice quits and makes it seem like he needs a break and the team's not listening to him and he doesn't really want to do it anymore. And then you have Andrew Burnett, who's a Jack Adams finalist. And for some reason, they don't keep him and Paul Maurice goes there. The whole thing's weird. It's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. And actually, Brunette, 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 sorry, is actually under contract for another season as an assistant coach. I don't think that's played itself out yet, is, has it? Whether he's sticking no. around or not? No. I think there, I, I think I read something about that he might be sticking around. I don't know how he would. Yeah, why would you? You, you just you spent an entire season as a head coach, and then you're going to just step aside and let Maurice come in, and then, and then what? It didn't make sense to me. And, and honestly, I think Maurice stepped aside because Winnipeg is a bit of a dumpster fire. Like, we've been hearing tons of stuff about how bad that locker room is, and I think the guys there just tuned him out, and he had enough, and he was like, come out of here. And, too, it's not like he's walking into a team that needs total rebuilding, right? This team was the President's Cup trophy winner. Yeah. Like, they'll do a few roster tweaks here in the off season, but that team is pretty much coming back as a whole. There'll be a few a few odd, like, Giroux obviously won't be back. And but. I think even for Trotz to say that he doesn't want to, after, like, being from Winnipeg, uh, saying that he doesn't want to coach and he wants to focus on family or whatever, how much of it is it actually focusing on family? Because that, if you're from there, and that's kind of the dream job is to go there and win where you're from after all this time in the league. And you're going to give that up. Like, they're going to hire somebody else. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. that guy's going to be there for two or three or four seasons. You're not likely to, to go there at his age. What kind of background work did he do to realize yeah. that this wasn't a good fit for him to be there? Given his whole history of going in somewhere and winning all the time, um, you'd want to be careful that you're going to go somewhere and actually win. Uh, for him not to want to probably says something. I agree, Tyler. I, I, I'm actually curious if they blow it up this summer or not. Um, I don't know if I put it later in the show notes or not, Bruce, but you look at it, there's been talk about Shifley leaving or being traded. There's been talk about yeah. uh, Blake Wheeler. Um, yeah, that's actually next on the list here. Okay, sorry. Yeah, so, I mean, there's there's lots of talk about that. And well, and then, yeah, well, let's, let's talk about Pierre-Luc Dubois, right? Let's, yeah, let's just jump right into it. So, yeah, so there's uh, Elliot Friedman reported during the intermission of Game 4 and the Finals here that uh, Dubois intends to uh, test unre- unrestricted free agency in the summer of 2024. So he'll be not signing an extension to stay with the Jets, at least not right now. And he's in an RFA with arbitration rights. So he has another good season. He's got a great arbitration case, right? Well, he, he essentially asked for a trade. Like he, he told them in not... not well, he's, he's not going to sign anywhere, right? He's, he's, he's going to test UFA... They can keep him. They can trade him. He's still going to test it. So, yeah, I think they're probably their best case would be is for right now, keep him unless it's good. Everything's going off the rails. Keep him and try to convince him to stay in Winnipeg and, and do your best. Unless you're totally out of it by the trade deadline, then trade him off and let someone out. And then I think the opposite is true. I think right now would be a good time to trade him. I, I agree. One so? one year left, yeah. RFA. Um, get a couple of players back and start your rebuild with that. And then start moving all these other guys that are on, uh, on the list next. Well, so could, what, what could you get for a guy like Pierre-Luc Dubois? Like you're getting at least a first rounder and a prospect probably. Um, probably. I think you're going to get a top, top six forward and probably a first round pick. There you go. So get a decent season. Yep. And, and yeah. my concern would be like the longer you hold on to him in Winnipeg and, and the longer he's unhappy, production is likely to kind of trail off and if they start blowing up the team even more so so tyler i agree with you is like now is the time probably to move them and like blake wheeler's not getting any younger shifley wants out all of that and then guys like kyle connor and, and nikolai ehlers they've got a ton of trade value too if you ever wanted to move those guys right and just yeah. and just go scorched earth yeah, yeah okay. i don't think th- i don't think they go that deep those guys are under contract on reasonable contracts for for years to come i think they just become the kind of your your pieces uh, that can play all the time when you bring other guys in. But I don't think they completely blow it up. Connor Hellebuck would be interesting, though. There's been lots of talk about him around Edmonton, I know. They, they, like, well, could you imagine him in Edmonton? Oh, my. Uh, 
It'd be, it'd be pretty nice. That, that would solve that a lot of be, issues. That'd be real nice. Quite a, quite a few. Yeah. This contract to... reasonable. It's only, uh, I think, two years yeah. left on it at 6.1, but that's going to be a lot. You'd have to give up a lot. You'd have then to again, how many other teams are, are looking for or in a position to add a goalie like that? Yeah. There's not as many as you think. But if you're the Oilers, like, do you want to give up that number of assets, right? Because it's going to be probably a fir- like it might be two first round picks plus players plus a prospect or something, right? So, I do it right now. I'll bat- I'll battle you want to win like the uh, yeah like Tampa has said it's like we're we're here to win now, so they're f- like they're hemorrhaging a good chunk of their future to win now, right? And the way that team is built too, look, they may have another year or two yet that they could contend before. They're totally gonna have to blow the whole thing up, and they're not gonna have much left. The cupboards are gonna be pretty empty when they start over. But they'll look back at those years, like look at Chicago ten years. Look those ten years back, they go and. But like hypothetically, would you rather have a guy like Billy Huso or Jack Campbell, and keep some of your young players? Like I mean, because what's Winnipeg gonna want back, right? You're gonna have to give up a lot to get Hellebuck. So are you giving up? A guy like Dylan Holloway, um, Xavier Borgo, Evan Bouchard. Like, th- those are kind of the guys. You're not giving up Bouchard, but like, Winnipeg is going to want a lot for Hellebuck, right? So, you know, do you, would you rather hold on to those pieces and have a lesser goalie, or are you going to kind of deplete your, your roster depth for a guy like Hellebuck? I don't know. Look, look what uh, Buffalo got for Jack Eichel. It wasn't that much. Really? Like, talk. Is a top nine forward. I'd argue top six at this point, but yeah. Top six in Buffalo. Top six in Buffalo, yeah. <laughs> not not top six in <laughs> not top six in Vegas. No. So uh, a good top seven and a half forward, uh, a good prospect, and a couple picks. If you could do I that mean, for Hellebuck, yeah, no, why wouldn't you, right? And yeah. you have what? How many years of? Eichel, was it five years? Uh, yeah, it's something like that. Let me just take a look. Contract got two year, <laughs> yeah, two years. Yeah, figure it out Two years of Hellebuck. So, I mean, if the package looks like that, Borgo, maybe not Puyarvi, maybe your Yamamoto. Yeah, if they'd take him, right? If Ryan that's, McLeod. But that's, you finally found a three seed. Do you want to move him? Yep. For a goalie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess it's a little easier to replace that 3C than the goaltender. But, yeah. but I mean, they're, they might want a goalie back, right? Yep. Skinner. So but the, well, I, you, I don't think you want to give up Skinner, though, right? Because if, if he's actually turns into something. Cause Good. You, <sighs> Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> That's like people thought Bruce Wall was going to. Yeah. He's just a big cap hit. Big cap hit, plays 10 games a year. That's fair. So, okay. All right, we can talk about the Jets all night, but Bruce, maybe we should talk about something else. All right. So, moving on to our favorite non-leaf. No, Tyler, we're not doing the ad read yet. You can stick around. <laughs> uh, Friedman also reported that Nazem Kadri's name has been connected to the Washington Capitals. Uh, something that we discussed last episode. JT Miller was another player that was also associated with the Caps. Friedman must have been listening to us. I, th- I think that's what happened. Probably. Yeah. Very I think so. interesting. Yeah. There you go. Uh, I, well, JT Miller makes a lot of sense too, I think. Like e- either player, really. Yeah. Well, if Backstrom's not coming back, they need someone to fill that spot in, right? And, and either one of them would be great for that spot. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, see Barry Trotz. Well, we covered that already. That he turned down the coaching yep. job in Winnipeg, and he's going to take a year off and get paid by the Islanders to sit at home and drink Bobby Margaritas. <laughs> uh, we're word out of Boston is Patrice Bergeron's going to return on a one-year deal. Uh, there was no mention of salary. I did hear Bergeron is currently on holidays, and that they're going to sit down and get the details worked out once Bergeron's back from his holiday. He'll be on the Chara special for a while. Probably for as long as they, as long as he wants anyway. Yeah. 
Uh, report out of Vegas is Riley Smith and the Golden Knights have a verbal agreement on a three-year, five million AEV contract extension. They say it'll make see it may take some time for this to officially be be announced as uh, Vegas has a salary cap issue they have to deal with still. So they can't really announce it because if they announce it, they're uh, they're they're over the cap and they're over the ten percent. So they're they can't. <laughs> The, yeah. the fun continues in Vegas. The fun continues in Vegas. Uh, note out of the New York, Chris Kreider was uh, had wrist surgery on Friday. He's expected to be out two to four weeks to summer, so he'll be ready for training camp and ready to go. Uh, this was a bit of a surprise. Joel Farabee of the Philadelphia Flyers underwent uh, successful disc replacement surgery on Friday. His recovery time is three to four months. Uh, didn't see that coming, but... He'll be an important piece for the Flyers going forward, so hopefully he uh, comes out of that. It doesn't look like it affected Eichel too badly, so yep, Farabee should be just fine as well. Uh, Luke Richardson was is now the 40th head coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. Richardson himself played 1,400 games, 1,400 plus games in the NHL, six years as an NHL assistant coach, and four years as an AHL head coach. Good for Luke, because he... Uh, Spent some time there behind the bench with the Leafs there when coach went down with COVID and did a great job for him there in the playoffs. Ah, I see Frank Cervelli reported that uh, Philip Forsberg and the Predators are nowhere close on an extension. They said the sides have made a, a little progress, which means they went up like $100,000 and $100,000 the other way. <laughs> but that's probably about it. Uh this is remain. Oh, did Devin forget to do? Oh, he's not doing the ad read, so he's not worried about <laughs> it. Uh, sources indicate that the Predators are cognizant of the reality and are beginning to examine. <laughs> Everyone's dropping like flies now. Uh, I was just waiting for John to time. I was like, am I going to have to do the oh, ad there, read? Yeah, there goes John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 no, I wasn't ducking out. Britt was just asking me if I was finished, and I said no. <laughs> we just started. Yeah. Uh, oh, look, everyone's back. Anyway, I was talking about Philip Forsberg while you guys were all out. So you have to think he cr- gets done, hey? If like, they don't, do they? So if they can't, they feel they can't get anything done with Forsberg. Do they look at Gaudreau? Would he be a fit in there? But he wants more money. Yeah. Like I, I don't. I don't. And me personally, I'd rather have Forsberg than. Goudreau. I, Goudreau. I don't know. I'm just I'm just not a Goudreau fan. I know he had a great season and everything, but you know, we, we talked about how he disappears in the playoffs and he was pretty quiet against Edmonton. I know in the first round he was he was good, whatever, but he yeah. did nothing against the Oilers and that's kind of been his MO, honestly. So Yeah. Yeah. He had a like in Forsberg had a career season, eighty four points, forty two goals, so he made it makes a great case for himself for his next contract. If the Predators don't give him $9 million, somebody will. Maybe Washington will. <laughs> it only cost them $9 million. <laughs> they, they need that center, though. Well, yeah, that would be yeah. funny. That's that's one um, they want back for sure. Yes, for sure. Ooh. Yeah, Marty Erad for Philip Forsberg. Ooh, yikes. Yeah, that's, did, did not age well. No, no. Ah, see, the Boston Bruins signed GM Don Sweeney to a multi-year contract extension. His current deal was accept- was set to expire on Thursday. Uh, Sweeney was hired in the 2015-2016 season. Does this mean Pasternak's not coming back now? He'll be back. <laughs> They'll figure it all out. I But like I said before, I would not blame him for a second if he chose not to resign in Boston. That team is yeah. aging. They had an aging core. If he didn't like working with... Sweeney or whoever I I, I don't know I, yeah. I wouldn't blame him like there's there's other options out there if he can get paid yeah no for sure uh today the NHL released the names of their hockey hall of fame draft class from 2022 as John's commenting <laughs> a bunch of these players have been on John's list although I think the fifth one you could have trouble putting on your list uber trash wow <laughs> John has to google the fifth one on the list as I will have to to be able to pronounce her name. Uh, so uh, <laughs> first, first in the list was Daniel Albertson. <laughs> uh, the Sedin twins, Henrik and Daniel. Roberto Lalongo. 
and I'm sorry, I'm gonna I am going to absolutely destroy her name. I wanna say Rika Salainen. So she is a Finnish women's hockey player. She's one of the at least from what I will read was <laughs> Oh John. One of the most decorated Finnish women's hockey players. <laughs> oh John. The the oh, fun God. the fun we have behind the scenes, eh? Oh man. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. We're going to post John's Twitter handle in the show notes. So if you all want to send hate John's way over that, just uh, fire away. Send it right. Fire away. We'll, uh, Make sure you follow, we'll, though. We'll, <laughs> Make sure yeah, you follow. We'll, we'll, we'll endorse the hate on that one. Uh, and Herb Carnegie in the builder category. And I, that's, uh, that is me hacking my way through the headlines. I, I like Luongo. Do you guys not like Luongo? Luongo's great. Yeah, and a great, great Twitter follow. Maybe the Oilers should sign him. Maybe he's a, maybe he's a he's, goaltender coach. He's still getting paid. So <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong. He's smarter than the rest of us, but I just don't like him because I got a cousin who's just obsessed with him, and I just can't stand it. So well, he's got to figure it out, man. Is your cousin going to be on the list next week? Uh, he could be. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, that's that's headlines, guys. Um, who is doing? I think John's maybe due for an ad read here. What? I think so. Oh man, are, are you up for it, John? Can you, can you do? Oh yeah, there's Tyler. <laughs> Tyler, needs, Tyler needs a break here. He's out. Tyler's out. Tyler's left the building. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Okay. Uh, as a member of the Hockey Podcast <laughs> Network, the Fantasy Hockey Hacks <laughs> Podcast is a proud partner of DraftKings. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on in DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. Well, guess what? Playoffs are over, but... (laughs) New customers can bet $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. You nailed it. I was kind of watching it to make sure that Tyler didn't throw anything in there and I was going to read it again. So. (laughs) I thought about typing something in there. Because I, <laughs> I totally want to write it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you got to watch you put on the teleprompter. Ron will read anything you put on the teleprompter. Guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, John. Uh, let's get into it. Let's talk about the Stanley Cup final. I've got some kind of no- uh, news and notes here from game four on, obviously, because we covered the first three games uh, last week. But we're not going to cover everything. I just wanted to mention a couple things. Uh, Mikhail Sergachev in Game Four played just about 33 minutes. He was fantastic for the Bolts. Um, Darcy Kemper basically outplayed Vasilevsky throughout the entirety of that series, and neither goaltender was great. Um, what else? Palat. He now has 12 game-winning goals for the Tampa Bay Lightning in his playoff career. Joe Pavelski and Evgeny Malkin are the only active players with more game-winning goals in the postseason. Palat leads all Tampa Bay players in these playoffs with 18 even strength points. I think he finished with 19 even strength points. Um, and only Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl had more throughout the playoffs with 24 and 22. And hello, Tyler, <laughs> you are back again. <laughs> Surprise. Um, game six. So I guess McKinnon, he grabbed a share of the playoff goal-scoring lead. Funny enough, tied with Evander Kane, who played five <laughs> less games. <laughs> so Evander Kane, your playoff goal scoring leader, uh, with thirteen goals. And Connor and Leon at the top. So it just it's tells you what, what kind of season or postseason they had. Um 
Jared Bednar became the first head coach to win an ECHL, AHL, and NHL championship. I thought that was neat when they. Yeah. That's uh don't really see that too. You see AHL and NHL, but not ECHL and Yeah. So I thought I'd throw that in there. And then this one kind of made me chuckle. So I was reading through the athletic. They put Bet MGM had their their odds for 2023 Stanley Cup winners. Uh, Colorado is their favorite to repeat at plus 450. And then Toronto is at number two at plus 850. <laughs> I don't know what makes them think Toronto's coming in hot next season, but sure. An, an interesting one. Uh, yeah. And then they've got Tampa yeah. at plus 900, Florida at a thou- plus 1,000, uh, Carolina at plus 1,200, Vegas at plus 1,400. And then I think Edmonton was after that at plus 1,700. Worth a sprinkle. Worth a sprinkle. Well, the Oilers are plus 1,700. I mean, depending on what they do this summer, I, that's that's something I would look at. Even look at the odds on Vegas. Like, we don't know what this team is going to be like coming out of coming out of training camp in the fall. It could be an absolute dumpster fire, right? Yeah. They're Right now, they're a one-line team. And old. And old, an old yeah. Like they, they've gone from being a young team to an old team now. Like Stone, Pacioretty... You got Peter, like Peter Angelo on the back end, McNabb. They're all, they're all in their thirties. Yeah, Vegas to me is just they're just there. I, I'm not, just just not a fan. Yeah. Well, hopefully Thompson can be a solid backup for him because if Leonard's injury history keeps keeps acting up, they're going to need him. He was good. He was good for them down the stretch and in the playoffs when it was fantastic for him down the stretch when Leonard was out. So they have to feel comfortable with their goaltending at this point. I think they'd probably like so. a do over on the the Mark Andre Fleury thing, but probably. Uh, okay, just quickly, guys, do you have any other thoughts on the Stanley Cup final or the Colorado Avalanche in their season? Is there something that stuck out to you? When they showed a picture of Tampa walking off when they got, came off the ice and they're walking back to the dressing room. Vasilevsky picked up that helmet and just hammered it against the wall. Love that. Absolutely love that. Did you see them dent the cup? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> of course, it had to be Abe Kubel, too. Yeah. 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 Like, what do you even do on the ice, man? Get out of here. <laughs> Who gave you the cup? What's happening? Yeah. I guess another person the guy could talk to is uh, Arturi Lekkinen. Yes. Like, in, like this guy's going to get paid somewhere, too. Like, at is well you have to think they want him back do they not oh yeah look what he's done two years in a row right like he was a force for montreal and last season and he was a force for colorado here in the playoffs too like he played top six and he was everywhere he had the game-winning goal against the oilers and the winning goal against the tampa bay it's the stanley cup clinching goal like he, yeah. he's he's a big time player, right? He's shown that through the yeah. last two years. Like he's a guy you want. So I, I wonder about that too, Bruce. Actually, fourteen points and eight goals in twenty playoff games. I mean, I'm not to say he's going to continue this through eighty two games, but that's a fifty seven point thirty three goal pace. Yeah. So that that's pretty fantastic production from him. I I don't know if yeah. there's any upside in fantasy for next year. It's going to depend on his role, right? If he's going to play, you know, bottom six minutes whatever but he's still young too he's uh where i find it here uh where is colorado but he's a pending rfa and i'm not sure if he has arbrights or not but it'd be interesting to see what he gets paid he's 26 26 yeah oh his birthday's in a week so yeah he'll be 27 he'll get paid if I'm Colorado, like I think you kind of know, Kadri's walking. You can't afford him, most likely. Yeah. Um, you probably want to keep Lekin, and you probably want to keep Nishushkin. You probably want to keep Burakovsky. Tyler's the president of that fan club, by the way. Yeah. He's good. He's good. He's, He's good. good. Yeah. And then, do, do they keep Kemper? That's my question. Kemper's got to be at six. You would think he's four point five this year, so. Yeah, is he going to be looking for six next year? Has to. Or will, Has he to. Ta- or will he take a cut just to stay? Would he come back at the same cap hit? I doubt it. it. You, you never long. know. Like you look at 
you look at guys like Kemper, you even look at Nishushkin, like everyone's talking that he's going to go somewhere and they're going to pay, pay him a, a lot of money. There's a few people out there that think Nishushkin's not going anywhere. Well, they want him, right? Really, well, they want him, and too, the, the fit for him in Colorado has been incredible. Look at what happened in Dallas. He, he knows what it's like to be in a situation where it just isn't going to work, right? So he had all that crap, and then he signs with Colorado, and it just it just works, right? So does he want to go to go to another team where sure he's going to get paid, but is it going to work? He knows it's going to work in Colorado, and Colorado is going to be a very good team for a very long time. Yep. Would yep. you take a little bit less to stay and play for another Stanley Cup or two down the road? I. I, Kemper's I think it's that. easier for guys like us to say, and I don't think it's the same for like guys that play in the NHL. It's more of a it's a market, and you want to get what you're supposed to get. Yeah, that's like Kemper. Is Kemper a four and a half million dollar goalie? Koskinen was. Yeah. So depends on the team in front of you, right? Goalie? Is he a six million dollar goalie with a with a Stanley Cup? Probably. But I, yeah, but, but, but Koskinen was probably more of like a $2 million goalie that got paid four and a half. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, but do they put the contract in front of him, right? You're not going to say, Oh no, I'm not worth that much. You're going to much? How much did Grubauer get paid? Five and a half. Yeah. No Stanley cups. Yeah. Well, he, he <laughs> so, did some good things for Washington at times, right? He definitely got overpaid, but I mean, same thing. Like you said, there's a market, right? So if there's a market for that particular player goalie, he's going to get paid. Yeah, Thatcher Demko, Markstrom, Bennington. But Thatcher Demko could be one of the best young goaltenders around in, in time, right? Like, he's he's close now, yeah. but he's a better team in front of him. Yeah, yeah I think if you, but you, guys aren't going to take that into account when they're trying to sign a contract. And, yeah, winning is important, but you already did. So your, your career is short. If you can get a contract, yeah, you, you got to make your money. I understand that, right? Like, because yeah. he could, yeah, lose a leg next year, and then what's he gonna do, right? Yeah, it depends on what the priorities are, right? That's the that that'll be what's what's his priority. Is it making money, or do you want to take a little bit less and possibly win more? So, I don't know what bonuses are like for these players in playoffs and stuff. Like, if he takes a little bit less and does something more on a performance bonus, does that balance it out in the end, or? Performance bonuses count against the cap anyway, so teams don't really want to do that. But I think Nikushkin's going to think he's King worth of the world. more than he actually is. <laughs> I, I really think that. I think I think that they're going to – if they do sign him, it's going to be two years too long or two million too much. You're probably right, Tyler. If I were guessing today, I still think he stays, though. That's that's my bet. I, th- I think they've already said they're making him a priority. So unless he wants way, way too much, I, I think they're going to sign him. Because yeah. he's basically, McKinnon's the big priority, and then he, he was next on the list. Yeah, so they're going to sign him probably at six, would be my guess. I, I know Wyshynski was, was saying today that uh, McKinnon, will, he'll take a team-friendly deal or whatever, Unlike the guys in Edmonton, uh, I know being from here, that's and the, being that specific, it's pretty irritating. Uh, Considering he, both of those contracts for Edmonton are pretty team friendly based on their performances so far. Yeah, but he also compared them to guys in Toronto. So you have Matthews, yeah, well you have Tavares, who should not be getting paid eleven million dollars a year. No, you have Marner, who's probably worth what he is. Close to, definitely not team friendly. That's market rate, and then you have Nylander, who is at least market rate, probably above, and probably for longer than he should be. Um, I don't think McKinnon, with Ranton at whatever it is, nine point two, nine point two five, something like that. McKinnon is not taking less than that. Like McKinnon is not taking less than Tavares. Maybe less than Tavares because he wasn't a free agent signing, but he's not taking less than Dreisaitl, Pasternak, what Pasternak's worth. Like he's he's going to be nine and a half. He's going to be Makar at least and probably more. 
Yeah. And that's absolutely. still team friendly. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you're going to have a hard time keeping the team together with that. But you can't take eight million, eight and a half million. Because the players' association is probably not going to like that. There, there is a precedent, right? That's one thing we don't really think about. Because the players and the agents, and and the association, like you said, there's a precedent. So if a guy like Nathan McKinnon takes eight and a half, it changes the market, right? Mm-hmm. And that's a problem yeah. for every other player. Yeah, yeah. So there, there, there is some backdoor stuff or some some back end stuff that we don't really always consider in those those types of situations. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention was Mark Spector this week was talking about Evander Kane again. I, I know you don't love Mark Spector. A lot of people in Edmonton don't love Mark Spector. And <laughs> Stupid. Just gets but, a case of the shakes. <laughs> but he had a theory, and, and in his mind, he thinks the only way the Oilers are getting Evander Kane back is via trade, right? They, he thinks that that's probably the most likely scenario and that the NHL probably doesn't want to um, have the that arbitration case overturned, right, was his kind of his idea. So... I don't know. I, I'm curious, but but thinking about the whole Kuzmenko thing, I thought this was interesting. Him and Kane have the same agent, apparently. If I'm recalling this correctly. So Kuzmenko and Kane have the same agent. I wonder if part of Kuzmenko's decision to go with Vancouver was because they know Kane and the Oilers are trying to work in a deal, which meant even less opportunity for Kuzmenko for one year. That has well, to be. That has because he didn't go to Joey. He didn't get he, he did back. he didn't go to yeah yeah that's got to be it but <laughs> I I just I think that's something that could be going on is is the agent well I think it's Dan Milstein said you might want to go to Vancouver if you're going for one year because we're going to push hard to get Kane back in Edmonton and whether it's through free agent signing or whether it's through some sort of a trade with the Sharks I mean it's going to be interesting because the the league's not going to want well there's precedent like, right so if they yeah, it's not going to be overturned. This is the first time we've ever seen this. Yeah. But they're not going to want the decision overturned. I, I wonder, part of me wonders if he regrets even pushing it to go to an arbitrator. Uh, Butch could have been more of the PA than him, even. I'm sure it was part of the PA, right? Because they don't want to just cancel contracts all the time. Like, they, they can't yeah. have that, right? So they got to make sure that they're defending all of their players and they're getting their contracts that they were promised. Yeah. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of sentiment if you read around that they they think San Jose is going to lose this, which means that his contract's reinstated and he's San Jose property. He goes back to San Jose, and obviously San Jose doesn't want him back, but teams like Edmonton do. So, if, would you would you trade Pugliarvi to the Sharks for Kane at five yes. million no. bucks at five million bucks a year? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. I'm just I'm I'm would. throwing it out there. I would. Absolutely not. You don't give up a 23-year-old player for a guy that wants to be there anyways. You can't. So what are you going to trade to to get Kane back here? Because I think you need Kane in your top six. He changes the whole complexion of that team. I think you give uh, a salary dump. Like, Cassian? Like Cassian. Or Barry. And you give him a prospect. And not Barry, because Barry's not a salary dump. Barry can play. He's a forty-point defenseman. Uh, okay, that's fair. And they actually don't need a. They don't need. Well, they got Burns and Carlson, so probably not Barry. Doesn't make any yeah. sense. But okay. Yeah. Scratch that, Cassian. Yeah, but <laughs> you don't give up trash. Like I know, I know, Puyarvi doesn't have the the trade market value that people here want him to have. I know that, but you also don't just give him up to get somebody that's going to end up being there. He's got great wow. Another great wowies, Tyler. His wowies are amazing. <laughs> But you don't just give you don't just give him up for something like that. If if you see him as a project, you trade him for another project. You don't trade him for a guy that wants to be there anyways. And like I, I just threw it out there because it's a player that maybe San Jose is interested in, right? Like that. That's that's it. It's just if you're trying to make that trade, what does San Jose want, right? What are they looking for? So like a guy like Warren Fogle, can you trade Warren Fogle? It's what is he two and a half million a season? Two point seven five, yeah. So is that a bit of a project that San Jose is willing to take on? I wouldn't if I was them. You know, but uh, I think you trade him like Lavoie, Raphael Lavoie, a B level prospect. Yeah. And a pick and you tell him be happy with this because Kane what didn't want to go anywhere else. That and that's true. The Oilers would have more 
leverage in that negotiation because everybody knows maybe, that they don't want Kane, right? And maybe you throw in a little bit more for them to keep salary. <laughs> and maybe that's the way to get it done. Yeah. Keep in mind, Holland traded for Duncan Keith too, right? <laughs> Yikes. Oh, we saw, we saw that You're way. so that's negative, so Bruce. You're so negative. So, <laughs> Sounds like something up. I'd say. Hey, he might still retire. This could still work out. I heard there's like a 30% chance. I think it was uh, Kurt Levins. rookie numbers. It was, it was Kurt Levins that said there's a 30% chance Keith retires. Let's pump those numbers up. <laughs> a lot more. Yeah, I'd like to see it the other way. Like 70% chance he retires. No, like 100. And I, I think there could be something. If Keith does decide to retire, there's going to be a fight there too because the NHL does not want to give the Oilers the negative the extra cap hit. Well, it's would, right. Uh, it's right in the CBA. It gets written in there. Yeah, it's in the yeah. CBA. It was already negotiated. If it has to be a fight, it's ridiculous that it has to be a fight since it was already negotiated in there and written in there. Yeah, like the team signed the contract. They tried to get rid of it. This is how it works. Yeah. So, and that's that's one the NHLPA is going to fight on because again, precedent, right? If if yeah. if the NHL can just change whatever rules they feel like in the CBA, what are we doing here? Yeah. Yeah. Well, too, because Toronto got that for one season, too, for that defenseman they got from Ottawa. Oh, what was his name? I forget the name of the player, but they got it. It was, it was just under a million dollars, but they had a... And that's why they traded for him. Yeah, to yeah. get the cap space. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, we're we're going to try and keep this under now. We've just got a few more things we're going to talk about. Obviously... Um, the NHL or sorry, NHL shop.ca. So just want to mention that again, guys. Um, we're a proud partner of NHL shop.ca right now. If you want to get some of your Colorado avalanche championship gear, some swag, they've got hats, mugs, t-shirts, sweaters, all that kind of fun stuff. So use promo code NHL FS 80 and get free shipping on orders over $80. Uh, I've got the, uh, the link in our show notes. So if you want to follow that and go check out what kind of swag they got, I know Dave is probably just, drooling john <laughs> i'm sure he is i'm sure he is so make sure you mention it to him at work use use the promo code all right i will do that all right he's and then happy this morning oh yeah he's wearing his jersey and everything i couldn't look at him mm-hmm. uh, can we switch the promo code to dave to, <laughs> uh that one is coming from the nhl so i can't change that one but um ah, but but enough. that would be good if we could yeah and full disclosure of course fantasy hockey hacks may receive a small commission for your purchase which helps us to continue providing original content and for Tyler to continue his gambling habits, which he hasn't been doing much of, I guess. But Like all I have left is a CFL. <laughs> I don't even want it. <laughs> You're desperate at that point, Tyler. You're desperate at that point. Um, just two more things here, guys, really quickly. I wanted to mention the Dauber Hockey Giveaway. Uh, they've generously donated, not donated, provided us with five prize packs to give away to our listeners. Uh, each prize pack does include a copy of the Dauber 2022 Fantasy Hockey Prospect Report and the 2022-2023 Fantasy Hockey Guide. Uh, we're going to have um, Hattie Kalakashe. He's our the Associate Editor and QMJHL Regional Scout for Dauber Prospects. He's going to be joining us next week on Episode 69 to talk about the NHL Entry Draft and the upcoming prospects. So you won't want to miss that one. There's going to be a lot of good chatter about... Um, players for keeper and dynasty leagues moving forward so be sure to, to check that out uh, to get entered follow us on twitter uh, like and and retweet the post um bonus points if you subscribe here on youtube and then just of course mention or comment with some friends names in uh, the comments that would benefit from one of these prize packs and then we will reveal all the winners next monday night during the episode uh, so thank you again to dauber hockey for providing those and then Ask the Hacks if anything comes to mind. Yeah, please let us know. Hockey, fantasy hockey related DFS questions. I mean, the, the season's over now, but just if anything comes to mind, if you have any questions for us, even hypothetical fun questions, we're kind of into summer content here. We're we're grasping at straws. So if we you have anything care. fun, you know, just toss us some questions. We do not care. We will answer them. Um, if you want to, yeah, so send your questions in fantasyhockeyhacks at gmail.com and get entered for a free one year subscription to the Left Wing Lock iPhone app. And with that, boys, that's all I got. That's it. That's all. So it's been fun. Lots of chatter. Lots of talk. Um, next week should be fun. Make sure you guys do your research before, so we don't sound like complete hacks. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs>
I'll be sure to do that. Okay. <laughs> hey, I downloaded <laughs> mine, so I'm good to go. Awesome. I totally Thank believe you, you Tyler. <laughs> good. <laughs> All right, boys. We'll, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Take care. Uh, Bye, Felicia. <laughs> Take care. Thank you.